It's seven o'clock, live from the dirt bike test shop in beautiful. And let me tell you, the last couple days, except for the lightning strike that hit my house, has been beautiful. Pahrump, Nevada. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday number twelve. Um, it's amazing we've done this that much tonight. My uh, special guest, um, finishing up his tacos, is Chris Barrett. He will uh, be here to fill in the gaps when I start staring at my computer screen and have technical glitches and try to figure out um, how this thing all works. Uh, but we're getting better. Uh, every week we try to improve uh, one or two steps along the way. Um, and I always say we have big, big plans. And everybody's like, you always say that. I do. I have big, big plans because I do, I don't, I'm not very good at doing two things at once. I'm good at doing too much at once. And that's why um, we have big plans. So um, to get things started, um, tonight our uh, our tequila for today is what? what oh, what, what, not so quick there, Chief. Um, what do you guess? You're never gonna guess the tequila we have tonight. You gotta guess it before we get to have a little bit. Where's? Did you bring a glass? You got one. You got I, one for I me. Got one. Okay. So Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is where we talk about dirt bike and dirt bike related products. Um, I can answer nine out of 10 questions thrown at me as long as they don't have to do with silicone content of tires or the formulation of fuel, right? Is that the other thing that somebody asked about? Yeah, so those are the good stumpers. Um, we will try to answer your questions. Uh, we'll talk about what we've been testing, what we've been doing, and we've been doing a whole lot. And uh, I, I'm literally, I'm still like kind of warm um, from riding today. How was the riding today, Chris? The riding was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we. Dirt was perfect. Uh, no, it wasn't, wasn't perfect. Yesterday afternoon no. was perfect. I'm a connoisseur of dirt. If there's Should something that. There yesterday. Yeah. No, you saw. Well, so when we started riding around the little test track, the loop at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you saw the tracks. Yeah. And you could see, you know, when you see that, you know that that was perfect dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty good today. I mean, tomorrow it's going to be horrible, huh. but uh, today was today was pretty good. So um, that is, uh, we've been out riding. So today we rode, I rode, I rode two different kinds of KTM 500s, an older one and a new one. Uh, the Yamaha WR450F and the Honda Sierra 450X uh, 2019 models, both of those. And we finally got our GYTR exhaust for the Yamaha. So... We put that on there, and we started doing our 450X Yamaha kind of comparison, and um, that's what we've been spending uh, today doing, other than the part where we were just riding. <laughs> For <laughs> yeah. most of the day. Yeah, and th- at that point, we had a Honda 450X and a, new, a newer KTM 500 together because it's like we're always comparing stuff, and they may not be direct comparisons because the X is not a street-legal bike and the KTM 500 is, but some people use them in very similar manners. I do, for instance. Um, I mean, I know I need a license plate for a lot of the stuff that I do, but there's a lot of stuff that I do that I don't need one. And those are the kind of questions that you have and ask. And uh, so that is, we will be able to answer those. I'm going to watch the uh, scrolling thing here on the chat room to kind of poke up on questions. We've got a couple things. Okay, who guessed the tequila? Anybody? I don't see it. (laughs) Nobody... I know because you can't guess it. Bring over the Ragosa. Yeah, it's coming over. Yeah, so this, this is uh, my good buddy George. I think he's there. Not not George from Romero's. This is uh, George from um, George from Sacramento, and uh, George 
managed to export this from Mexico via his wife and uh, had it had it dropped off at my house. This is a uh, pretty good stuff. This is I think my uh, uh, 212th or something like that tequila. Um, I'll let you go ahead and have the first little. I say we only have one glass. I thought we had more than one glass here, but anyways, I'll put that there so you can you know take a picture of it so you remember what it is. Uh, you can have the first little bit. And it's not shooting tequila. That's a sipping tequila, by the way. Oh, gotcha. So, um, anyways, uh, that's where we're uh, that's where we're at with uh, the tequila. He'll tell you how it is. I get to try some in a little bit. That's nice. That is really nice. Yeah. It's and you can't get it here in the states. I tried actually. We we he brought <laughs> so George flew back from uh, Cabo. He was supposed to go down there to ri- go riding, but it's a long story. But he came back with little these little tequilas and uh, brought those and that stuff. And even we have silver and some other ones. That stuff's pretty good. So uh, we will. Uh, I've got something I'm going to announce at uh, at seven fifteen. I don't know if you watched our Instagram posting today, but. Uh, I've got a I've got a little thing I'm holding ransom for, so we'll show you that at 7:15. Um, I have a couple questions that we have uh, off of the bottom of our tests. So when you see product tests and tests on dirt bike tests, down at the bottom we have a discuss panel down there that's a kind of a moderated um, form, and we always go through there at least once a week. You know when we're not riding, and we can answer those questions i'm going to pull some of those questions up because a few of them are a little complicated and if i can just talk as opposed to type it's so much easier so um that's right oh it's mine that one's yours yeah so i will uh type uh talk those answers instead of type them we have some questions about the uh um the power the yamaha power tuner so it means an older wr450x we've been playing with the one on our current one a little bit um a whole lot in the stock pipe and today we got the modified one so we played with that and i'll answer those questions there so there's a lot of different ways you can communicate with us uh whether it's um through the facebook posts where we do this live the youtube where we repost this and then we go back and look at what was asked last week um to try to finish up the conversation on things that um, i short shorted you on uh, you know because i'm always holding information back and then, uh, of course, there's our website, which is www.dirtbiketest.com. That's the hub. That's where everything's at. And you can find these shows archived back. Pretty soon there'll be podcasts and all kinds of stuff um, up there for you to use. Who's BT is watching tacos in hand with Pacifico? That's confusing. <laughs> So, Mark, yeah, BT. Who's BT? And Victor's out. Yeah, he's uh no, he's saying we're Baracho. He's calling. He's calling Baracho on us. It's like we, <laughs> we haven't even gotten started. Uh, good thing we're done riding, right? Um, okay. So, uh, this is a new a new a segment uh, that we're gonna we're gonna start doing this. This is the Motion Pro Name That Tool. So we're going to bring in uh, an interesting tool every once in a while and not talking about my co-hosts. Um, hold it down. Oh, don't, 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 don't hold that up yet. I don't want to. So you got to give me a heads up before we start. Yeah. You, <laughs> didn't you, didn't you go through the show prep notes no, with me? Not at all. <laughs> so um, we're going to do the motion pro uh, name that tool. I'm going to hold this tool up in front of the camera here real quick. And, 
and then you you've got to name it. And this is an easy one. And and we'll see. We'll watch the chat board to see if anybody names it. Where's where's San Felipe Bob? Is he not on there tonight? I invited him to be like a moderator and everything. I don't see him because I don't. A lot of these questions aren't getting answered. But okay, here we go. Five, four, count down from five, three. You better be watching right now. Okay, here it is. This is the tool. We can see what it's called. We talked about this last week, and you know what tool is that? Okay, good. All gone. Okay. So you should have been watching like five seconds ago, and now you could answer what the tool is. Um, we're going to wait because there's a little bit of a delay. Oh, jeez, George. What, did you watch me prep for the show? <laughs> I know why you know. I, I'll tell you why George knows. Okay. Uh, now, now we're getting some finger pointing going on in the shop here. Um, so, so we had a leaky fork seal the other day. So this is a Motion Pro seal mate. See, it says, so right there, I wouldn't want to uh, cheat you there. Seal mate like that, upside down. I am, I can see it, yeah. No. <laughs> so anyways, the Motion Pro seal mate. Uh, this very inexpensive little tool is capable of cleaning out your fork seals. Um, if they're getting dirt and grease and stuff built up into them. It's, and we talked about it last week, so I thought I'd bring it up and, because if you get them from Motion Pro, they're super inexpensive. The reason George knows about it is because he snapped off. He, he used a lot of contact cleaners, maybe some really aggressive contact cleaner, maybe something that probably shouldn't have been used as cleaner with in conjunction with that, and the fork seals just went to hell. I mean, they were squirting oil after he got done with it. <laughs> and so uh, Gabe and I were disassembling the forks, and we found pieces of the seal saver inside of the fork seal. <laughs> so there is technique to using it. Don't use it too aggressive, and don't use it with improper cleaners. Just saying. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, it's so easy. Well, Dave, if if it was so easy, how come you didn't beat George to the punch on that? <laughs> so, anyways, that's our Motion Pro uh, uh, tool of the week. We'll uh, I've got a lot of different cool Motion Pro tools. I used to have a lot more cool Motion Pro tools. That's a long story. <laughs> they're not being used now, right now. I can guarantee you, <laughs> they're they're not being used if they even still exist. So, um, and it is, uh, it is 7-Eleven, so it's not 7-15, because I know a whole bunch of guys are going to uh, show up to try to figure out what the ransom is for their thing. Um, WR450 uh, and CRF450X, first impressions. First impressions. Well, I've been off bikes for a while, so. You've been riding uh, a little bit lately. A little bit. Not much. Yeah. Not like the old been days. been out of the game. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been on a new bike for, uh, what, a couple of years now. Okay, you're riding You're riding a 2017 KTM 500. 2018. 18. Okay, they're the so same. So it's a new bike. It's a new bike. But Most people are riding around in like 19, 2004 KTM 400s, right? Yeah. So, so exactly. you're on, okay, you're on a new bike. So on a new bike. Yeah. You have a good basis for where things are at. Yeah, yeah. And today you got to ride the Honda and the Yamaha. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I mean, Honda, I've, they both feel great. <laughs> I can't. I can go right back to bike is good. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a good story behind this. So, so back when doing video tests was a thing, Chris uh, used to test with me all the time at Dirt, Dirt, Dirt Rider. I had to remember what, which, which brand. So at Dirt Rider Magazine. And... Uh, he was one of our key test riders. And the reason I really liked working with Chris was 
he um, hated everything that I liked and vice versa. He was he was coming off a supercross racing. He was a motocrosser. Uh, he liked trail riding, but he just didn't, didn't get do it. Yeah, didn't do it. Yeah. Didn't get it at the time. And so when we would test bikes, he had he he was you know younger, more aggressive, um, had very specific needs, and he wanted his bikes to perform that way. Hard hitting, stiff suspension, especially the fork. Mm-hmm. Um, a bike that slid. You like sliding, right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. like to slide the back wheel, and so it was kind of fun to test with them because we'd come up with different, you know, settings on bikes and have different reasons for liking them. So back to the the whole thing where we sat down <laughs> in front of the video camera. The idea was, I would rattle off why I liked a bike, and you would say why you didn't like it. And then we talk about the bike that you liked, and I and you'd say why you liked it. And so I got done talking about this bike that I didn't really like so much. I had some issues with it. I don't remember exactly which one it was. And, I, you know, I babble kind of like I do right now. We sit Chris down in front of the video camera. The red dot comes on. Yeah, the red dot. Yeah, that means yeah. we're recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, okay, Chris, go ahead. So what do you think of the whatever it was? It just, yeah. It's you, good. You can't, it's good. Motor's good. <laughs> Bike. Okay, you just so, don't know where to start. Yeah, well, we, we started, like, we wanted to make it real easy. So, like, why don't you talk about the power? And you go, yeah, I like the power. It's... <laughs> It's good. It's like, des- describe it, Chris. This just come on, talk yeah. about it, describe. Pretty soon we're standing behind him with beers. <laughs> going, you need some of these. It's like, how are we going to... Just give we- me a computer. Give me, you know, 20 minutes. Let me type yeah. it in. But you could... T- we, you. Yeah. But the funny thing is we could sit there and talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, nonstop. And, 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 and it, was, it was all good information, very articulate. And the camera came on and then, bingo, yeah. you shut down. Exactly. So... Okay, we're done with the Regosa. Oh. That's off the off. The, that's this is good. This is, is I ga- I think I gave it two happy faces on my um, tequila chart. At uh, would you like to try some? No, you're not. No, nope, you don't like that. Yeah, um, two happy faces and and so yeah, pretty good. If you can find it, great. Bring me back some from uh, Cabo. So, uh, anyways, it is seven fifteen, and at seven fifteen, I decided I was going to hand me that little radio over there so i was out riding with my buddy dave on our trails and dave found this does this look familiar this is a little radio and if anybody follows and you should if you're on the instagrams you should follow wolf enduro that's wlf enduro and because they always have radios on they're super well prepared and i know one of their mottos is definitely no radio left behind but they left this one behind. So not sure what this guy is worth, but, and I'm sure, you know, one of your, one of your army will recognize this. So, okay, Luke, um, activate the forces. You need to get this guy back home. He's, he's stranded. So just, uh, um, and we'll talk about, you know, how many new likes I've got to get on Instagram before this gets turned, turned out. It's a bad, yeah. So, it's a it's a nice it's a really nice radio. I don't know what frequencies you got. <laughs> so anyhow, uh that was our, our, our ransom announcement for that. Um again, follow uh WLF Enduro. Those guys you see the pictures that they put on their Instagram account. Super cool. It's a really good uh group of guys, but I'm always kind of giving them a hard time about the radios. Because they're 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 kind of tactical. They're like tactical off road riding. I mean, they're they're just prepared. 
and and they all have kind of pretty cool bikes. They really take their bikes seriously, and they there it's a big community and stuff, and it's kind of cool to to see that. But I got to give them a hard time <laughs> about the radios. I don't like radios. That's why <laughs> they just they don't seem to work all the time. No, they're inconsistent. Helpful sometimes. So back to the 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 wr. Did you figure out the words oh, you're going to use to talk about that. Start. <laughs> Okay, so we're, I'll tell you how we're going to start. Um, I think we're going to start with... So you never... You, you rode... Well, so you didn't let me ride the WR. Stock. Stock. Yeah. You just threw a pipe on it. Yeah. Um, actually, we, you didn't let me ride the Honda stock either. No. You already got the little tuner the, on But it. they're kind of the same. Mm-hmm. They're in the same state of tune. That's the idea here. Is we're, we're trying to keep <laughs> it fair because it wouldn't have been fair to... to to you know, test the Yamaha with a stock pipe against a Honda with, because they're because yeah. they're emissions compliant, they're kind of corked up. So we've tested them both stock, and the problem is my Honda, I had it earlier, so we've done some stuff to it, and then the Yamaha is kind of playing catch up on the modifications it's getting and everything. So the idea is when we get them to a really happy place, and I'm pretty happy with where the Honda's at. Yeah, that thing's working good. <laughs> See, now you're onto it. <laughs> I that just because I good. just because I said good, <laughs> I'm in trouble. So just because it's working, okay. So we got the Honda working really good, and now we're trying to get the Yamaha there. And today was the first day with the pipe. Um, they sent me some maps to try. Actually, the map they they suggest with the GYTR um, competition ECU is all zeros. So a non, it's really it's designed to work with a with a muffler. So they're kind of both the same. And really, right now we're there's there's. They're really two very different motorcycles accomplishing the same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, and I think I've said this before, that the Honda for me is better third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and the Yamaha is first, second, third, fourth. Okay. If if you're riding in those, if you find yourself in first and second more, Yamaha. If you're in fifth and sixth, Honda. Okay. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always liked a bike that sounds quiet. doesn't yep. sound fast, but it's real torquey and pulls, and that's kind of what the Honda was doing. You know, that the Yamaha. I should have let you ride the stock Yamaha. Revy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> that's what I was trying to tell you from the start. I know. No, no, no. So, so the GYTR um, uh, muffler, which is an FMF muffler, it's not a Q muffler. It's a more open. It's like a, it's like a power core. It's, it's loud. It's like a motocross bike loud. It does have a spark arrestor in it. Um, so I'm actually going to look into trying to get a cue for that bike because I think that it would help. I know I can fix a lot of it with the, the tuner, which is free, by the way. It's an app on your it's an app on your phone, and we play around with it. It's, it's super easy to use. I think that'll help some of it, um, but um, I think I would rather have a quieter muffler overall and then it'll help kind of tame some of the power delivery because which one's aggressive? Oh yeah, Yamaha definitely. Yeah, it's like it's thing. a it's like a moto bike. Yeah, I'd say the old me would definitely <laughs> go that direction. Yeah, but it, I've kind of worked into that. Oh, quieter, you know. And that's that's where you know, like like I said, the old Chris, and then then Chris started going trail riding, and he realized that the stuff that he liked didn't necessarily work trail riding, and. I don't know what happened, but slowly over time, he he started liking all the same crap that I liked. <laughs> he became completely useless as a test rider because it's like, hey, he's saying everything. It's like 
you're not helping me. You're, 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 we're doing the same damn thing. <laughs> still fork. You still go a lot softer on the fork than I like. Yeah. Okay. That's so, it. so I don't know how to set up forks. <laughs> I didn't say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said it. Yeah. For me, I, I think I set up forks perfect for me. No, but it's kind of, you, you just kind of showed me the way as far as riding in the rocks, riding in like more extreme enduro stuff. So I started setting bikes up more how you had them set up. But moto, I still like the stiffer, you know, stiffer four. Yeah. Kind of a. Well, you're still, you know, you're still faster. I'm, I'm positive you're way faster than me. But I see the benefits. Yeah. Of riding the softer fork in, you know, rocky situations. Yeah. And so, so and me, co- like. me coming from that, like when I have a stiff fork, it never feels settled and I can't get the bike to turn as much. And like I said, you like to slide a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I like to, I like to kind of follow my wheels around the turn and that's a, that's a setting thing. And it's not good or yeah. bad. It's just, it's like, that's your habit or that's your, that's your normal. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So you rode my 500 EXE today. Yes. So now compared to my old settings and the new settings. Yeah. The, f- the, f- the 500 EXE, it feels stock. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's, it feels pretty close to stock. It's that, that well, <laughs> so today we rode some crap. <laughs> and and so we had the 450x and I was on that and then Chris was on the 500 and that Honda was such a handful again we and and it was first and second gear yeah and and, and slower than first gear and slower than first gear a lot of the times and what do you think I rode so far away from you so we didn't switch bikes in that <laughs> section at least till we got on the open road yeah <laughs> make a switch again hey let me try your bike again Chris <laughs> yeah. so. And here, that's like comparing that stuff and contrasting, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, yeah, the, and, and that's where the that's where that EXC, the open cartridge fork, you know, the 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 Explore fork, which everybody said, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people complain about. It's it's still even the X that's supposed to be set up for similar kind of duty, you know, tight technical stuff. I think they I think they're really focused on setting the X up for faster stuff, you know, more like, you know, Baja type roads and on, on the two track roads and the fast stuff with the big G outs oh, and stuff yeah. like that. It's really good. Except for that little bit of top out feel. Did you get that? Yeah. That coming that, that out a little top bit. Out, I, just yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That it needs to, they need to be worked on rebuilt. Oh, uh, they, yeah. they, it just feels like it's time for a service on those things. And, uh, but, uh, so you can compare all these bikes. I mean, like I said, KTM yeah. doesn't make an XCW anymore. They, expect you to use the 500 exc for that and okay you're cheating because it's a it's a 500 and you got it against a 450 but when we did some roll-ons today and just to see where that 50 cc's yeah it was 50 cc's faster (laughs) it just had that little bit of torque and and the the transmission seemed pretty similar i mean spacing like our third gear to third gear was like the, the the idle speed was the same top speed was the same it was just the ktm was you know by the time it got to top speed it was three bike lengths ahead yeah, and and it just slowly pulls. Yeah, but, it matched that through every gear. Yeah, it was just that slow. Yeah. So what did the Yamaha do? <clears throat> it blew the doors off the Honda. Yeah, it did. It <laughs> did. I mean, seriously, blew the doors. Yeah, yeah, you you didn't think I was twisting the throttle. Yeah, I'm like I'm like <laughs> twist, twist I'm like twist the throttle. I I was waiting before I twisted the throttle. <laughs> like I'm twisting the throttle. The yeah, I'm like, time. what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> that Yamaha is fast. Yeah, no, it's it really does, fast. It That's um, why I think it you, would it would smoke the five hundred. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it it's, would, it's 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 like it's it's got an extra two hundred cc's of pull. 
Yeah, well, that's why it'd be nice to play with some other maps. Yeah, to kind of really dial to, in that pipe to, and to get that thing tuned down. Yeah. And and here, so we're sitting here kind of talking about the the power character. The Yamaha is very fast, but it also has a five speed transmission, and so the gearing was a little bit different. And I noticed this when we were kind of idling along. The the Yamaha was a li- third gear was a little bit lower than where I think where the um, KTM or where the um sorry where the Honda was. So it, it comes on and pulls quicker, and it did definitely ran out. Like when we were on, hitting the rev limiter and stuff like that, you were going just a little bit faster, even though you were behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it does make sense. It's gear. It's gearing, and that's yeah. why we went and did it in fourth gear. It seems like fourth gears were kind of pretty similar. Yeah, the it speed was closer. matched, but, um, but it, still, it still pulled pretty hard. Yeah. And then it runs out at fifth, and you've got an extra gear in the gearbox. and Because and, I, think, I think if we did fifth, then it would start getting pulled. Yeah, you know, because yeah, your fifth is lower. Yeah, your fifth is lower going. than the six, and that's uh, hence the need for a six-speed transmission and why there's five and six speeds and and gearing plays a role in that kind of stuff. And it's not just it, you have to kind of check it. It's not just this one's fast because the Yamaha definitely is faster. But then we started riding around a sand track today, and which one pulled better? Oh, the Honda did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like you said, it depends on where you're riding. Yeah, or how you're riding. I, you you want to know what all that power did on the Yamaha? It made a bigger roost. <laughs> you had to shift more. Yeah. Yeah. It so Well, I mean, you always want a bigger roost. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, Just for looks, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're behind me, I want a bigger roost. <laughs> yeah. I was riding the Honda and you were behind me and you got on the Yamaha and then like I let you go, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to get roosted. <laughs> I couldn't go that fast. That's what really happened. <laughs> No, but so, it's like depending on what type of riding you're gonna do. Like the Honda worked, it worked great for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it sounds, you know, it's quiet, sounds slow, but the thing just pulled. It, yeah, exactly. It sounds yeah. so. so when when, when you were behind me, when you were right behind me and stuff like that, was, was I pulling you? On when we were going around the sand track and you were when you were behind me because we were close. Mm-hmm. Did you ever notice? You know, because sometimes you can tell if you get pulled or not. Were you oh, getting yeah, pulled? Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> sorry, that was bad. No, uh, coming out like on that hard pack stuff, yeah, or even deep sand, you could see the Honda pull harder coming out of it, where the Yamaha would just it was it, it, and it, it wasn't so it, it wasn't really the power, it was the traction. Yeah, exactly. it was it was the traction, and I, I felt the same thing. Like the Yamaha, I felt like a lot of times I wanted to go, I wanted a downshift. Yeah, you know, just you know, because it, it was a higher gear, I had to use the clutch a lot more to kind of keep the keep the speed in the turn. And then, and then it didn't pick up as well. Where like in the lower gear, it picked right up, and then go, and then bang, you'd have to make a shift. Yeah. So, exactly. and, and in all honesty, I felt in that track that we were riding around that the gearing on the Yamaha was slightly off. I was in between, probably it was probably what, third, fourth, third, fourth. Yeah. 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 You were that, constant back and forth. Yeah, back and yeah. shifting a lot, and so that's that's short. that's just yeah, that's one short. of those things where you know if if that were your race course and you were doing that, you would hopefully change your gearing, you know, alter yeah. it so you could stay in fourth more or. You know, shift so you're so you're so you're in third more or fourth more. We just change the gearing. So that's uh, that is um, kind of it on the on the, like on the power side of things. Which one felt lighter, uh, Gabe? Yamaha. Yeah. I, I kind of felt the Honda. The really? Honda I'm I could, going. I could kind of uh, the reason I deferred to Gabe is I didn't more. want to argue with this about it. it's two to one right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 it's it's kind of the Yamaha's lighter here, like by a long shot, like in the bars. Yeah. The Honda's a little bit lighter when you go like 
like this. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so they're they're both. I mean, for four fifties, you know, kind, you know, think to like the older generation of either of these bikes. It's a huge improvement in weight feel. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah but for like for me, the Yamaha just felt that planted. You know, kind of like you were saying that. Side oh, to side. like so it felt but heavy, it just, planted, good. Exactly, it's a good thing. It the had Honda, a good heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good heavy. You're comfortable, yeah. especially in the sand. Yeah. But the Honda, you know, you could I could kind of toss that around a little more. I don't know if you know maybe it's it could be also motor having the, the Yamaha. Having you could that, yeah, snappy, that snap helps it, make it feel lighter, and that's yeah. the that's what Gabe said right away because he he's been riding it a lot with the stock muffler, mm-hmm. and he said whole different bike. And I think agree. You put that pipe on there with the pipe and the ECU combination. It's a, it is a whole different bike. It's it's you know the ECU livens it up. 30% more and the, the pipe is 70% more and hold it's pretty pretty good and I think I suspect that's what a good majority of riders will do with that bike and I think they should um, you know at least man if you if you have a Yamaha WR before I would say don't get the WR just get the FX and figure out how to put lights on it if that's your thing um, but I think now that they've made that thing so you know it, it it's a race bike. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it went it went sure. it turned it turned into a race bike today, and you you know I'm sure we could kind of tone it down and make it do what it needs to be doing. Um, Thank you. So let's see here, where are we at with the comments? I forgot where I'm supposed to look at the top of the bottom. Don't I mess this up every every week? My producer's supposed to yeah. handle this. Um, let's see, my new in. Do you know a guy named Chris Smith? They're uh. You talking to me? Yeah, Chris Smith. Yeah, it's a really common name, I think. But Smith is. Yeah. So yeah, third moto at Hangtown. Hey Jared, yeah, I, if I go to Hangtown, there's always a third moto. You know that. <laughs> uh, uh, the third moto is after the second moto that the pros when they're all done. I go out and run a lap around the the, the national track just because I want to look at the lines. But I generally drink a beer right before I do it, and I challenge some young kid and i don't make them drink beer i say hey you can drink a red bull or something like that and uh it's interesting um chris real is here uh chris helps me chris does um a lot of uh the sound testing and works a lot with our uh you know um ohv sound issues uh helps me out whenever we have issues with sound and stuff Uh, good to see chris out there and let's see i think i'm going the wrong the wrong way that's yeah this way let's see david manriquez here we go this is dave nar dave i just rode jc's new x at the nationals first round all the way back and surprised at how good it was well it's not as good as a yamaha i just said that out loud no just kidding <laughs> i like riding in first <laughs> through third gear <laughs> that's probably my problem if i'm gonna ride faster than that i i i those are they're both they're both really good bikes they are um let's see Morgan's out there. Morgan had me on his podcast a few weeks back. Go go watch the uh, Gospel of Two Wheels. Um, search it on the Facebooks. He's he's out here. He's actually he's got his thing set up as a podcast now. He has some interesting people. Always has something interesting to say. Is Dave Camershy? Who's Dave? Dave's not here. Dave's not here. <laughs> we don't know who Dave is. Uh, and San Felipe Bob, of course, wants a six-speed Yamaha because San Felipe Bob is. <laughs> A Yamaha guy, yeah. I, I I don't think anything would hurt having a six speed inside of that bike. Not, I don't think there would be any downfall to it. It would just go faster. Um, 
Okay. Uh, one thing I was going to talk about, because somebody asked me, it was to talk about um, how, how to set up suspension. Like what, what do you do? What are the steps? And you, you know, you've done so much testing and development testing and stuff. Uh, you can help us with that. And then, uh, I wrote this note down here and I can't even read what I wrote. <laughs> I can't read it either. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how is, uh, Hey, uh, John, I found a replacement for you. <laughs> yeah. Big John. He's, he's since episode one of the stuff, he was supposed to come in and, you know, because he rides a lot of the test bikes too, and we were going to talk about bikes. And he's a bigger guy, so he can kind of speak to that. And uh, so, guess what? We we got you. We got you. Uh, oh, and too bad you had to work because the the riding uh, was epic the last couple of days. <laughs> Those jobs they they, they really suck. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go back to some of the questions that we had on uh, our things. I had Peter Foster, who a couple days ago asked me, he says he has a 2014 uh, WR450, and he says I'm using the bush map, which signifies to me that he is in Australia, okay, um, which means they have an unlocked ECU down there, uh, so it's kind of like having a competition ECU here in the United States. On the older one, you had to plug the power tuner into it. I know we have one sitting on the wall around here. Um, we use those all the time. He sent me his map, and... Uh, He's three leaner on some of the early low throttle, low RPM positions, and uh, and then he's knocked the ignition down five. And he says that's his perfect bush map, but his bike is still running really rich. Now, since this is an Australian bike, it could be a little bit different than what we see in the United States here, but he's only down three. And I know you can lean a lot more than that. And it may be, if you're really zero throttle and, you know, or just quarter throttle or a quarter of RPM where you've leaned it out. If you know, there's, there's a few more zeros out there that he still could lean stuff out in. So I'm wondering if it's just, if he's actually riding it above the position that he's leaned out and he could lean it out more. And then also sometimes when you retard the ignition, it gives it the sensation of being rich. It makes it kind of feel dead, similar to a rich feeling. And I always try to explain this to people when you're tuning, um, think about fuel as traction. If you want more traction, add more fuel, make it richer. If you want less traction, take fuel away, make it leaner. It, it, the bike feels like it spins more when it's leaner. Um, it just It's more lively. When you're talking about ignition, when you want more throttle response, like snap, make the ignition advanced. And if you want the throttle response dead, like maybe you're too snappy with your wrist and you don't want it to respond that much, then retard the ignition. And so they, yeah. there's, there's a little bit of crossover, um, but that's how you think about it. And if you're using that Yamaha power tuner, do not be afraid to take it all the way to the maximum, whatever lean or rich is. It, they've designed it. They will not let you hurt that motorcycle with their power tuner. So you can, you can uh, you know, kind of experiment with it and see if that, that sensation goes away. That's what I would do to um, try to rectify and his problem is he doesn't want to uh, lose the you know the the map that he has because he feels like it works good. It's just kind of coming up with a happy balance, and that's why you can change it. And it's usually a lot better if you just like you know say, "Hey, Jimmy, send us your bush map," and and I send it to you, and, you, and it's perfect, and you don't have to do that. <laughs> but um, everything's a little bit different. Even when I send people maps, I would hope that they actually try changing them a little bit and see if. 
you know, you can, you know, make it better. It's just, it's kind of a base map because everybody, like I said, everybody's different and we're, and, and now with the new power tuner app on the phone, you can actually change the positions. You're not locked into, you know, it's not just, you know, 10, 40, 80% or whatever it is. You can actually adjust the positions where that stuff works. Um, so I we've been, that's the biggest thing is just playing with it. Yeah. You can always change it back. If you find a setting you like, you know, make sure you know what it is and then play with it. Yeah. What do we do all day today in your 500? Just keep clicking away on that. <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. So we put a JD jetting tuner on Chris's 500 today. And uh, everybody knows I'm a fan of those. And that's what we are doing is bouncing around, playing with the, the, the tune and the setting of that. And um, it's easy. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with changing it. Just got to, as long as you kind of keep track of where you're at and know where to go. Yeah. And uh, it'll be all good. So that's how um, I would uh, tune my map. Let's see. What was this question? Uh, I know that somebody actually threw us a compliment. Uh, I was going to read off the compliment because I like to pat myself on the back every once in a while. Oh, that was me. I got on my phone while we were sitting here and complimented us. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Why do I? Oh, no. See, I'm not, I'm using a computer again. I'm not very good at this. Chris, you're gonna have to take over there. Just freestyle for <laughs> Just a little while. Freestyle. Bike is good. <laughs> we <laughs> we really we <laughs> we really had that happen. That was hard three days ago. Thank. Okay, here I found it. So Fred B on the on the discuss said, "Thanks for the honest review. So many of the reviewers don't know the intended market and purpose of this bike." And he's talking about the Honda CR450L, which you rode. Mm-hmm. And if you go to dirtbiketest.com, you see the pictures. Guess who's in all those photos, or most of them? Uh, you are. No. No, you are. Oh. <laughs> I just put myself in the lead photo. It's kind of like I used to do at the magazine. I put myself on the cover of the magazine. Of course. Yeah, you know. So you're, 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 the, you're the main photo model. So you did get to ride that, and that's kind of similar yeah. to, the, to the 450X. So you have ridden stock 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 ones um so anyways um many of the uh, reviewers don't know the intended market and purpose of this bike then proceed to rip it without looking at the value of and components put in this bike i'm someone who fits the market for this bike having said that i'm more interested in the ktm 350 excf for the performance (laughs) and the aftermarket fuel tanks yet this bike has a subframe which would uh, be better for carrying soft luggage and some true dual sport travel you hit it on the head. I mean, that's, that's, uh, and, and, you know, start talking about, um, you know, durability and things like that. And that's always the thing. People start looking at the service intervals like, geez, you have to change the piston at 20 hours. How many hours do you have? So you have an X supercross race bike mm-hmm. on a 450. How many hours are on your top end right now? I couldn't tell you. I don't even have an hour meter. On yeah. It. That's so, why. But that, that dirt rider bike we had, that 09 450 Honda. Yeah. We had what a hundred. That was the one we tore all apart, right? Yeah. And it was brand new. Brand new. Yeah. We had what 120, 140 hours on yeah. it. Yeah. And it looked like, yeah, piston brand, looked brand new. Brand new. Cylinder, perfect. Yeah. So with you know, in in he, so he's talking about just the different things, the 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 durability and the good parts and stuff. And sometimes you have to go, well, this is going to fit me better than that. Like we're sitting here arguing about like you know Honda and Yamaha on this one, or maybe KTM, and everybody knows that I like. On, the only bike in the world is Husaberg, but I got a divorce <laughs> last. Um, we had a little, we had a moment on a, was it Saturday afternoon? 
uh, Friday night. When when did we have the we had a big blow up in here? My exhaust pipe actually physically wore out. I've never. I, I know most people have never worn out. A, you ever worn out an exhaust pipe? No. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen front forks fade, but I have worn out an exhaust pipe. I'm not talking about the muffler. I'm talking about the pipe physically. Where the muffler junction, because that thing has a plastic gas tank slash subframe and the muffler moves and flexes a lot on it, uh, it wore a hole in the muffler. The pieces, uh, somebody go grab the pieces. They're on the ground right over here. Don't hit me on the head with them, too. So anyways, so, I mean, I suspect that could happen on other bikes, but not like it did on the Hoosberg because of the subframe thing I always talked about. And it, I literally almost had to remove the engine to get that pipe out of there that 70 degree four stroke motor that i talked about hoosabers are great until you have to work on them um gabe is digging through the rubbish yeah, they, yeah give me that part right there yeah yeah he's gonna stay out of the screen because he, he doesn't want to be identified so right here this is actually it's like uh like uh it's pretty worn out i'll hang it hang it up there how do you like my pipe right there so this pipe is a uh, garbage, but it wraps itself up underneath the frame. Uh, yeah, it, I got it out there, but I had to take the the gas tank off, the subframe off, uh, the shock out, uh, the engine mount off, and then you have to do this like ballet moving, dancing thing to get it to to come out. And luckily, I had another pipe, and they're probably that nobody makes those things anymore. So I'm, I'm going to be done when that one wears out. But so anyways, we're kind of like, me and me and the Hoosberg are not getting along. I usually take her out for a little rip when it rains like that because there's nothing like 570 cc's of fuel-injected four-stroke power. Uh, but now she's sat in the corner with her new pipe and everything. I just want to... Uh, uh, okay. I'll, I'll so, take it off your hands. No. Wait, no wasn't, doesn't, doesn't, your, doesn't your dad... He's ready. He's ready. He's ready, <laughs> He's ready, to, buy to, ready to buy one. Yeah. No, I mean, you haven't let me ride that thing they're, in a while. They're great as I long as you don't. They're great as long as you don't have to work on them. So I'm gonna have. I'm gonna uh, probably. It probably will not get run until like the fall. I'm thinking, unless we have thunder showers and I forget what happened. Well, no. As soon as you're Saturday. Not working on it, we'll take it off your hands. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, no. We're what we're, we're. I was trying to get at that we like KTM 500s. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best bike in the world. Um, so I don't know why you even. Uh, mentioned the KTM 350 there, Fred. Uh, I mean, what did you find out that I'm buying one right now? Oh, you watched the video on dirt bike test where I said I'm buying a KTM 350. That's because I'm getting old and I'm not strong anymore, so I have to ride a girl's bike. Or I bought it for my wife, and that's you. Sh that's a lesson you should learn. Make sure your wife likes the motorcycle that you're buying because it's hers. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Christopher Maurice was very thankful for the review Trevor Hunter did on the uh, Mobius uh, wrist brace because he has a bad wrist and he was looking for something like that. So, uh, and then uh, Paul wanted to have us add the modded RMX450Z to our comparison with the WR450F and the Honda CR450X. You think we just got all the free time in the world to, <laughs> to modify these bikes? And if we were like the other editorial outlets, we'd just have some dude, just some guy, do all the work for us, and he'd just bring it. We'd stand around in front of the, we'd stand next to the bike, and we'd do a video where we talk about the bike before yeah. we rode it while it was all pretty, and then we ride it for twenty minutes, and then we talk about it afterwards, and that that would be a full video test. Sounds it, about right. No, it sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, 
Let's see. Um, uh, somebody was asking about the lube that I use with mooses. Um, he thought I maybe had some special secret that would lube. be hams. <laughs> no. The, America's the, classic. Pre- oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, use, I use the recommended lube for whatever. You know, if the, the stuff that they send with it, that's what I use. When I start using stuff like Murphy's soap or Vaseline or motor oil or whatever, and then it fails, that's because I used Murphy's soap or Vaseline or whatever, and I didn't use it. But it's still I can blame it on the moose, right? God, I've never changed a moose. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. Well, it's a messy it's a messy experience. You get to play with lube. <laughs> so use the recommended one. Um when I have been run into problems, I do not use the soaps uh, because the soaps tend to, believe it or not, wash out. <laughs> they don't like water. So especially if you're in wet environments, do not use the soaps. I tend to use a petroleum lube if I have to. So I will uh, default to Vaseline if it if it comes to that. So just in case you were wondering what is on my hands. Um, okay, I'm going to kind of roll back into the questions we have going here. Um, let's see. Uh, Mark thought Dave D was here. No, Dave's not here. I'm positive Dave's not here. I invited Dave. Uh, I wrote with Dave last weekend. Uh, Dave is on the KTM 350 video that we just put up there. Dave will be on the w- WR 400 or WR 450 impression video also because he rode that bike. Um, I mean, I'm fired. They want Dave back already. Stop it. Checking. <laughs> uh, there, okay, so there's really two people that'll go trail riding with me without asking a lot of questions, and Chris is one of them, and Dave is the other. Everybody else says, hey, Jimmy, I want to go trail riding, and I go, no, you don't. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> so um, they just they go without asking any questions. Everybody else, there's like 20 questions. Do I need a big tank? When are we going to be home? Uh, you know, What gearing do I have? Should I bring food? Those, those are all really simple questions. Yeah, those are easy. Yeah. Beef jerky. Yeah. After Kate's bars. Yeah, Kate's bars after (laughs) dark. Yeah. So it's uh I wrote a column about this one time that explained the criteria for 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 going riding. If you go riding with me, you're gonna run out of uh one of three things. Uh you're gonna run out of daylight, you're gonna run out of gasoline in your motorcycle, you're gonna run out of energy in your body. Yeah, that that, sounds about right. Is that accurate? Okay. At least one of them, right? I ran out of energy in my body today, I think. Almost. I don't remember. Uh, so you can do something very easily about two of those things. You can get a bigger gas tank or carry gas. Chris, we had bigger gas tanks on our motorcycle take, correct? And I carried a gallon of gas. And we needed every ounce of it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did we have headlights? Yes. Do we need them? No. We could have. Yeah. But we had to get back here to do this. Exactly. Okay. And then... When everything was going great and I didn't feel like I used any energy, what do we do? Uh, go find some rocks to ride through. Extreme Enduro. Exactly. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just to see what's over there. And I really wished you would have caught up to me so you could have taken that Honda from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, oh, he's stuck on that rock. Oh, I'm stuck on this rock back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, San Felipe Bob mentioned that on car engines, retarding the timing richens the burn. Uh, I don't know specifically about that, but that sounds good to me. It sounds accurate to me just from my experience. Uh, so maybe 
uh, the the retarding that um, I forget the guy's name it did would it hurt that. So does the Yamaha make something like a power commander no longer worthwhile? Chris Smith. This is the guy that doesn't like you. I think. <laughs> it sounds. <laughs> Sure there's like, a lot out um, there. Yeah, I think I th- well Yamaha's tool is essentially like getting uh, a tunable ignition and fuel controller. Um, they won't let you go as far as something like a, a vortex ignition, and for sure it makes something like a, a JD jetting tuner sort of obsolete because you can do what the JD jetting tuner does with your phone. I know that they make them for bikes that are equipped with this, so it's you can do it easier on the fly. I would say that it would be easier to just push buttons on the on the crossbar pad than it is to pull my phone out and send maps because it's kind of instant and you can do it while you're riding. Yeah. Even though you're not supposed to, you can. I mean, you're not supposed to because they don't want you taking your hands off the handlebars. Um, but we do it on dry it was lakes all day only. long, huh? It was all day long. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing with buttons at it. Yeah. yeah at least your phone's in your pocket and you just go riding it's like come on jimmy can't we just go riding it's like no i can make this better see you pull your cell phone out you get a cell phone ticket oh yeah if you're on the road <laughs> so um i i do think the uh, yamaha um tuner and as well as like the hrc tuning tool that you can use with hondas um stuff like that makes it uh makes the the jd jetting uh one a little bit obsolete but uh that's the thing Fred Burris, read your review of the Beta 125 RRS. Seems like it would be a pretty cool camp bike, wife's bike, etc. Hats off to Beta for bringing to this U.S. market. Do you know if it's actually available? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's that's how he tested it. Um, couldn't find one with a ser- quick search of SoCal dealers. It's kind of a. It's. I'm sure they don't bring a whole lot of. Excuse me, a whole lot of uh, those in there because it is kind of a niche, uh, a niche bike. But they're out there. Um, I know they just. I just saw a press release where they showed their 2019 or 2020, you know, model lineup. One of the two. It's, the years get blurred, um, and it was in there. So um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're out there. If not, go to their website and uh, uh, search and ask there. You can, uh, you can do that. Uh, Sam Felipe Bob is telling us how many hours are on his WR250 that we rebuilt um, once. Actually, he had like four or five of those things, <laughs> motors and stuff. Uh, see, and there Chris is helping him out. The 125RR, Chris is helping him there. That's good. See, talking about the build your own beta program. That's good. A 175 kit. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Eric. Eric from Wolfman is out there in our uh, chat room. I have his. Uh, I wish I could remember the names of the bags, the 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 modular bag kit that I could I could have put that on one of the bikes we were riding today. Very simply, and put the gas in it. And put the gas in it on my back. Yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> I set it on your back. No, no. Um, Justin Bradley, you already did a long term RMX four fifty Z. I know uh, a couple years ago when it was new. Um, and if my brain cells were better, I could uh, recite off exactly how that worked. In fact, one of my helpers at my school, a uh, guy, kid by the name of Grant Morton, who, uh, shout out to Baja Bound, that's Tim Morton's son. Uh, uh, he has an RMX450Z. I always get the, I always want to say RMZ, but it's RMX450Z. He had one that I just rode recently that was set up very similar. In fact, I thought it was our old test bike because it had the same stuff done to it. And uh, so I, I could comment a little bit. I think it would be uh, a fair evaluation or comment, uh, um, 
comparison to bring it in, but I'll tell you that I, I, I know that the Suzuki, it does a lot of the Suzuki things. It turns great. It loves smooth, not bumpy stuff. And then once this is, once it really starts getting rough, the bike, you know, doesn't like it. So doesn't like chop. It's a stiff chassis, which kind of helps the way it turns. And I bet you it would feel a little bit heavier uh, yeah. than the other, the other bikes. Uh, it takes the same kind of uh, monkeying with to get it to run good, similar like the Yamaha. It's not like the Honda. The Honda, you get full throttle with uh, right off the showroom floor. So we will try to, um, uh, hopefully that answered your question. Mark Daniels, Nitro Moose versus Michelin Moose, your opinion, please. Um, I have been having very, very good luck with the Nitro Moose, and we're kind of right now in a durability test with the soft ones where we've been running them at dual sport type conditions to be abusive to them, and I'm still very happy with them. Uh, the Michelin Mooses have always been kind of the standard, and there's been a lot of companies that have come in and tried to um, duplicate or replicate them. It's still the ones everybody is using at the rallies. Uh, so they have a slightly different feel. I want to say the Nitro Moose feels a little bit more like an like a tube. It's not as springy as the Michelin uh, can be. And so, um, I tend to, I kind of tend to prefer the nitro moose right now. Just, they, they seem like they're, and the durability is, uh, it's, it's greater. I just don't have a, I don't have an exact figure on how much, um, how much more, how much longer they last. Uh, the nitro moose seems to be a little less finicky. And remember when I talked about all the stupid stuff you could put inside of a moose, <laughs> I tried it with the Nitro Moose on purpose. Um, let's see. Is that your dad? Is that oh, there your he is. Dad's, dad's checking you out on yeah, the podcast? He's on it. Mike Barrett used to ride with us all the time at Dirt Rider. Um, Chris's dad used to come out, um, test with us. He was one of our old vet senior riders. Um, and he agrees with uh, San Felipe Bob on the retarding the timing. There you go. And he would know. He's definitely yeah. a techie guy with that. Um, Chris Rowell has a question. Um, Jimmy, when you were doing the test on the 300 on the KTM 300 TPI, did you do any EFI mapping? No, I didn't. I, they didn't have a tuner for that just yet. Um, but I will tell you that from the time I wrote it over in Austria to the time I wrote it here, two different times, KTM has done some tuning to it. They've updated their maps and it was noticeable. So, and I know JD makes a tuner for that now. And I would love to try it um, because it's funny. I bet you most people that ride that bike, the first thing they notice is that it seems lean, the, the, the fuel-injected two-stroke. Did you ever ride one of those with us? I have not ridden, have not ridden one. No. Um, I wasn't invited out to ride that. You were working. Yeah. You were doubling for the rock. You were, <laughs> you know, the rock needed somebody to ride his dirt bike for him, and you did the, you popped a wheelie and did a jump. Yeah, check check uh, Chris's Instagram feed that he never puts his <laughs> stuff on. <laughs> um, so uh, I would like to do it because they definitely kind of feel lean, and they're so smooth that I know with some fuel tuning specifically, you could probably get that kind of that brat, you know, the the snap that everybody's uh, claiming the bikes lack. Um, I don't want it, but you know, you know, you you'd, you'd want it. You'd want a fuel tuner. Yeah, some snap. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but no, it's just funny how, you know, two strokes, they came out of the, you know, the four strokes took over motocross, supercross. They tried yeah. to make them like the two strokes. Yeah. Now they started trying to make the two strokes 
like the four like strokes. four strokes. Yeah, exactly. Well, remember the very fierce fuel injected four strokes. Um, it was they came out and they were super super smooth. Yeah, and nobody liked them because the throttle response was instant. Yeah, and it was like no, it's because the four stroke you just turn the throttle and it just go. Bah! Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And, okay, that's hit. That's power. Yeah, that's what people thought. And then the first ones they actually had to tune that into the. Yeah, into the four stroke, and now the two stroke is that way where it's now it's instant. Yeah, and you don't have that bull whack, and it's like okay, now it has no hit. Like, oh, it's slow. And we've all learned to use that hit, and you know, to our advantage, where actually a lot of times it gets you in trouble, and uh, so it's funny because it's like this time I think the engineers were right. You know, they they made it. They're trying to make it yeah. perfect, and it and to perfect on a two stroke feels lean. You're like, oh, this thing's gonna seize. Yeah. Because in your old carbureted days, it probably would if you ran it that lean. <laughs> uh, so I have not had a uh, had a chance to uh, tune with that, but I will in the uh, in the future. I see Jenny Henriksen. That was the 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 bike that I put the uh, the tuner on today. It's Marco's Marco's oh. wife's bike. That was the one. So your tuner's on now. It just needs to be tuned. I got to find time to tune it. And Marco said the snowboarding was no good. It was too windy up in Mammoth. So don't don't rush. Wait till next week. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, I have lots of time with the Michelin bibs. No time on nitro mooses. Um, but thanks for the response before I spend the dollars on the nitros. Uh, yeah, Mark, no problem. That's what we're here for. We try to answer stuff, and I try to be as honest as I possibly can when I do this stuff. Uh, if you ever need to defer back, defer back to something, go look on the website. We do the tests and the write-ups, and we try to be as detailed as possible, and like the reason I write it is because I generally forget it about 30 minutes after I file the story. And then it takes a little while to go back in the memories because I, I get lost. So um, is respringing my bike a big deal if I'm mostly trail riding? Eric Herms, Hermstead? Hermstad. Herm. H-J. That's Herm. Yeah, uh, you butchered that. Herm, Herm, Herm is what you call your friend in San Diego. Don't ask me why, but I know. So, Eric, sorry about butchering your last name. Um, so it depends. So respringing, it depends on your weight. Generally, um, your weight determines the springs you should be using, regardless of what uh, you know what you're using it for. But then, really, you're using the valving to kind of handle the 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 character more than the springs. I mean, if you go to if you if you put springs that are too stiff or too soft nothing else is going to work. You know, it's too stiff. It's going to hold it up in the stroke. It's not going to use the stroke too yeah. soft. You're going to be mushed down packing stuff like that. So, um, if you have the proper weight springs, which means you can achieve sag, you know, proper static sag. And then with rider on the bike sag, I was going to talk about how to set up suspension. You're going to have to hold that for next week. Um, <laughs> so, so this this is this is where we're going to start off next week. It was on the top of my list, but then I, I wrote tequila for today on top, and we got kind of thing. But we'll 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 talk about how to set up suspension, and and the difference between spring and valving, and what you should do, and depending on what kind of bike you're using for what. Um, we'll we'll get into that, Eric. I I apologize for uh, butchering the name, and uh, we'll answer your question uh right off the top next time i hope so uh do you, rodrigo wants to know do you recommend drilling big holes in your mooses or using smaller sizes um for your tires gummy hardened rows you know what 
uh, Rodrigo, here's here's my the luck is I like writing so much different stuff. I will take a normal like a like a normal standard desert moose or something like that. Use it for three tires in um, desert, you know, faster dual sport applications. It'll get soft. Then I start running it in my gummy extreme enduro tires. So I have I have this moose life cycle. So you need what you need to do. This is what you should do. You need to find a guy who likes dual sport riding. And you need to buy his mooses, or you buy him one for every three moose that he uses, and then you get his worn out ones. And then you don't have to drill the holes because when you drill the holes, they start collapsing and they do get softer, but they also wear quicker and they're more prone to failure, in my experience. Um, Mark Snyder's talking about his medical condition uh, conditions. Um, he's saying old German beer is much chipper than. Um, PBR and ham. So you just uh, take care of yourself there. I'm I'm still waiting for my PBR sponsorship. It's not happening. Um, your dad says hi, by the way. Uh, Chris Smith is claiming the 300 TPI is awesome. That's good. I think we all agree on that. That will be the next motorcycle I buy right after I buy this KTM 350, I think. You know, KTM, we should talk about this. KTM came out. Uh, KTM released their new bikes today. Husky released their new bikes. Not released, but information. The big news is... Uh, fuel injected XC bike. So they the motocross bikes are still going to be carbureted, huh. but the XC bike now. So the, obviously they're learning a little bit more about making a more aggressive setting and stuff. The XC bike is now a fuel injected, and they're I believe there's no 250, but there's only a 300, and it is fuel injected. And I guess that who who joined your wife, your wife's on there. She's yep, in she's there. checking. Yeah, checking on you, <laughs> making sure you're. Let's see. Everybody says I should get a recluse clutch. What do you think? Mostly road in first and second gear. Um, I do not have any problems with recluse clutches. I have them on most of my personal bikes. And today I was complaining because I had to use this 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 all day long because we put the stock clutch back into the not the stock clutch but the uh, torque drive recluse back into the Honda because we wanted to make it so it wasn't like a cheater bike. So um, yes. Uh, let's see. Um, what other questions do we have? We're going to start, um, Chris, it's past your bedtime. Oh yeah, that, that's good. Oh, now everybody, everybody on the internets, the Facebooks know that. We, yeah. Any news on the 150 XCW getting TPI? I do not have that news. Um, and of course, Andrew from rescue three wants to know why I do not have any peeps tonight. Like I said, sponsorship deals are tough. Um, <laughs> Hams it is. So uh, thank you for joining. We'll get to the suspension question uh, next time. Uh, I want to, uh, again, thank everybody for... Uh, oh, that's your thank you line. That's the thank you. That's the thank you for something. I don't know. Um, what did I write? Maybe I was probably thank you for Yamaha getting me that, that um, GYTR muffler so we oh. could get going with the, uh, with the testing, the, the modified bike. Oh, I know. Hand me those things. That's why I had him sitting over here. So uh, check these things out here. You so this is, this is yeah, we'll do that. Billet Racing. Look at that beautiful thing. So we're going to finish on. This is going on our 450X. And and uh, probably a good thing. You should see the rock I took out with the chain guide. The TM Design Works <laughs> chain guide. And it, oh, it totally survived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it survived. But it like hit. You said aluminum one would have just. Yeah, aluminum, an aluminum chain guy wouldn't have, the stock chain guy wouldn't have been there, but this is a, a nice um, aluminum shark oh, fin disc protector. We have a TM Design Works. 
went on there now, but we test a lot of different stuff, and these are radiator guards, and I'm hoping that it's bulletproof designs. I'm hoping that it's not uh, too late because these are precision fit. <laughs> and I, I know that bike, well, it wasn't that, that one didn't tip over today. So we're going to throw those on our bike. It's, a, it's kind of the next uh, project we have working on. All you wolf guys, uh, there's, come on, claim it. Which one of you guys left this radio strand? <laughs> and the beer is room temperature. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. We're going a little bit over tonight. Uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Uh, big things planned. And uh, I am see pop questions popping up, but that's why you got to show up at 7 o'clock and not 8 o'clock. So cheers. Um, we'll uh, see you out on the trail. <laughs>